Hi there, welcome to Victim to Victor, the podcast dedicated to empowering abuse survivors and inspiring healing, hope and positive change. I'm Anu Verma, a published author, and in every episode, I'll sit down with a guest and embark on an insightful conversation about trauma, as well as practical strategies to start the healing process. So let's get started. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Victim to Victor podcast. My name is Anu and I'm your host. In today's episode, I have Ashika Lasani on my show. Ashika Lasani is a holistic nutritionist, author and life coach. She received her designation as a registered holistic nutritionist and holistic culinary specialist specializing in whole and natural food preparations from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Additionally, she received training from the Certified Coaches Federation to become a Certified Coach Practitioner. As a nutritionist, she looks at the individual as a whole, including the health, history, current diet, lifestyle habits, stress, sleeping and exercise. She works closely on optimizing digestion, the endocrine system, the cardiovascular and the nervous system to help balance mental and spiritual health. She looked closely at root causes to identify body imbalances and make recommendations. Her background in high-intensity interval training helps her to guide her clients to achieve their health goals when it comes to their nutritional supplementation. The benefits of exercise on mental health and personal growth are vast. She educates and motivates from a place of empathy and leadership as she understands the complexity of human behaviour and the division between our internal and external drives. a beautiful Ashika Lasani all the way from Vancouver. How are Hello. you? Happy to be here again. Thank you so I much for that. this opportunity. I'm so oh. excited for this talk. Me too. This is a majorly important talk and it's our fourth one together. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> fourth best charms. <laughs> exactly. So the last one was amazing. It just really went off and we just had so much engagement from it. And um, for those of you who haven't actually uh, watched or listened to that one yet, it's on overcoming obstacles and adversities as an entrepreneur. So go and check that out. But today's show is a special one because we're going to be talking hormones, hormones, which are so not discussed enough. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, for women, I mean, we are walking, talking hormones. Yeah, right? I like that. And, mm-hmm. and our, like all of our cycles, our mood cycle, our sleep cycle, our metabolism, yeah. our menstrual cycle, um, even during pregnancy, post-pregnancy, menopause, you know, perimenopause, menopause, post-menopause, everything. It's all hormone related in how we support our body to allow it to do what it's meant to do. Exactly. It all starts it with is. that. I know. And I, you know what, you know what I don't like is the fact that, you know, we, we grow up as teenage girls and we, we're taught that hormones are actually uh, playing a negative role on our body and that hormones control us, but it's so not the case. No, it's the opposite. We need to, I'll say it here, we need to love our hormones. We need to accept that it is working for us, not against us, right? And I'll add a little bit of this too, because um, when you get your menstrual cycle, there is a cultural discussion there as well. Because, you know, I remember um, for myself, when I first got my menstrual cycle, um, it was like a big thing in our home where it was, um, it was almost like a bad thing, you know, because now you can get pregnant. Yes. Right. So it instantly made me feel like, well, if I have my menstrual cycle and everything that comes with it, like it's not a good experience. Absolutely. 
And we also grow up watching our mothers or grandmothers um, go through their cycles and how they react to it. So if they're always, you know, going through like mood cycles and uh, cravings, we adapt that as well. We adapt those, those conditionings. So true. So true. I mean, in my case, um, it wasn't even that acknowledged or spoken about. I guess it's education, which is why I went on to study biology and and did my degree and master's in biology. I just wanted to understand the physiology of our bodies and how we function. Absolutely. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, and that's why I went into nutrition and, and fitness training and learning mindset because it is a full package right? My mother, um, as far as I remember, I think it was at the age of 45, she had a hysterectomy, maybe between 40 to 45. I don't quite remember the exact age. So she had a hysterectomy. And at that point, I didn't understand why, um, you know, it, maybe her menstrual cycles were off or um, she just went into the doctor and came back and said, well, this is what I have to do. There was no other alternative given to her. Uh okay wow and that is right? a big operation I mean in the UK now I know that is like the last port of call after they've tried all the other interventions it's not something you just go ahead and do no no so that's why as as women we need to educate ourselves we need to understand that how important our our vital organs are you know I, I talk a lot about um liver support which we'll you know get a little bit into um how important um regulating your sleep so sleep hygiene is crucial when it comes to hormone health it comes to our nervous system so our mental health our fight or flight um also if you are trying to lose weight in, in in a healthy manner and it's supported by putting good nutrients and physical exercise and rest for the body. So there's a good way of talking about weight loss as well. All of that comes in into play. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. So um, Ashika did actually do an amazing masterclass, which a lot of us joined. It was a weekend course. And that's where I kind of fell in love with all of this. I mean, the fact that, you know, your liver has such an important vital role in our health, which a lot of us don't even realize and bowel movements. So I'm really looking forward to delving more into that and just seeing how we can best support our bodies for primal function. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, when we talk about the liver and holistic nutrition, we, we do learn that the liver holds a lot of emotion. So if you're somebody who's going through trauma, anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have held a lot of um, emotion and trauma in your body it affects the liver. So it can, um, in, in some people, it can actually slow down the liver function or fatigue your liver because it does need to process a lot more toxins, meaning a lot of cortisol hormones, a lot of, uh, blood sugar, like insulin, um, as well. So our, our liver does get overworked. Right. So sometimes, you know, you, you hear the term fatty liver, which you hear someone is, um, have, is being challenged, um, and they're going through, um, um, alcoholism, but there's this other part to, to liver, um, fatigue or fatty liver is the actual emotion and how hard it has to work for us to keep our, our body in balance to make sure that it is getting rid of the hormones that our body is using. So really supporting your liver, I call it like liver loving foods is, is so important, um, to, to recognize. Interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. you're right. And uh, how about the bowels then? What part does that play? Mm. Yeah, the bowel movement. I love. It. I mean, it's it's so interesting. You know, you have like two women talking about bowel movement. Let's get into it. <laughs> I get excited when I talk about bowel movement. We did actually just have a, a pre-discussion prior to this. I was actually explaining about my current bowel movements during my second trimester uh, pregnancy, which is quite interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it tells me that you've got a healthy pregnancy, healthy body, healthy baby. So that's really great to hear, right? Like it gets me excited for you. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, you know, we talk about anything. Um, but bowel movement, yes, there is a big focus. That's one of the first things when I ask my clients, the ones that um, work with me specifically for nutrition. Um, to understand, even if they're working with me um, for life coaching or just direction, I still ask them about their bowel movement and health. I mean, it's, it's a part of it. It's a huge part of it, right? Yeah, holistic uh, because approach. I love that's that. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're constipated, like you're not going to be too happy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going to throw that in there. You're going to have so when it comes, Yeah, exactly. Like your energy yeah. is blocked too, right? Your yeah, energy yeah. is blocked. So, so that's, that's, that's really a big focus mm-hmm. in holistic nutrition. But when it comes to bowel movement, we, we should be able to have one to two. Some women even have three bowel movements a day. Oh, healthy wow. bowel movements. So, you know, making sure it floats and looking at the color and we, I get into all, <laughs> all of those things. I so mean, yeah. there is a way to see if you're having healthy bowel movements or not, right? Really paying attention to the color. Yes. And, and does it float or does it sink? Is, is it um, like long or short? I'm, you know, so all of that you have to pay attention to, but what healthy bowel movement does it, it helps support the liver from detoxifying and removing toxins from your body, removing old hormones, used up hormones. So your, your, um, your estrogen levels or your, your progesterone and testosterone levels. So all your sex hormones, they're not getting, um, uh, you're not getting over accumulation of it. Right. So it's, there's a healthy cycle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The easiest way to put it, like you want that healthy Mm -hmm. cycle. Uh, so therefore, you know, if you're thinking about supporting your hormones, if, um, if you're having any, um, signs of, um, perimenopause or if you are in um, post-menopause as well, really paying attention to your bowel movements and how often you have them, right? So if you're having regular bowel movements a couple of times a day, that means that your digestive system, your liver um, is functioning pretty good. Um, right, it's okay. functioning mm-hmm. well. So, you know, if we get into looking at um, menopause, right? So, mm-hmm. it is, it is when it's a huge change in a woman's life. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, I do want to add that when we when we see the word menopause or we experience it, I want mm-hmm. us to start looking at it in a very different way. It's I. I want us to start having different conversations with ourselves and women around us that it is a positive change because it is a different chapter in your life. Interesting. I love that because at the moment it's just so, it's got a stigma associated with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we are scared of it. Um, uh, we, you know, because of what we see and hear and see on TV and in <sighs> articles, like it, it's almost <laughs> Right. Like there's this fear behind it, but you know what? It can be such a beautiful transition. Okay. Okay. If you're having symptoms and we'll get into like some symptoms um, that you can, you know, check off the box if you're listening here. But when you have these symptoms, there's signals from the body. Okay. Okay? There's signals from the body that you, you need to support your body either nutritionally or you need to support your organs. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, also, also nutritionally or, and again, t- to support your, your uh, mental state as well. Right. So some symptoms when you're going into, um, when you're heading towards menopause, or if you're in that perimenopause, which is anywhere from, you know, age of 45 to 55, right? Depending on like which article or research you're reading, sometimes it can be like from 45 to 50 or 45 to 55, but base, but generally around that 10 year, um, 10 year, um, space. So if you are in that and you're starting to get these symptoms and you're getting night sweats, you're getting mood swings, you feel like your blood sugar levels are going up and then down quite fast. So you're starting to realize more crashes in in your um, energy level as well. You're starting to crave different, you know, more, maybe more sweets. Mm 
as well because you're feeling like your body is running out of energy. Um, your hair could be thinning, your nails can be thinning, your skin can start to get dry as as well. So these are some some signs that you may be after the age of 45 going getting closer to menopause. So you're in that perimenopausal uh, period. Um, I, I find also um, uh, hydration uh, can be affected. And um, I, I don't know if I mentioned sleep, but sleep is, is, is a huge sign as well, where you're going to bed early, but you're waking up like one in the morning, two in the morning, you know, um, or if, if you are unable to fall asleep and then you're right difficult to wake up in in the morning um as well so there could be some signs of um perimenopause so paying attention to that is going to um, allow you to be proactive absolutely right yeah i mean so what's happening so you know, when we're um, obviously teenagers, then it's the estrogen and progesterone that are the dominant hormones, which obviously control our menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. obviously your LH and FSH as well, which, you know, play part, don't they? But then as yes. we get older, our thyroid starts interfering, doesn't it? Our thyroid starts to interfere and um, stress has a big part to do with that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we look at stress, I'm not talking about acute stress. I'm talking about chronic stress. So that was one of the things I explained in, in my workshop, the difference between acute and chronic and the effect of it um, on our hormone um, balance or imbalance. So we're talking chronic stress where the thyroid is being overstimulated. Um, the adrenal glands are being overstimulated. And if we're going, if we're in that age of um perimenopause, you're getting less, um, your ovulation is starting to decrease, right? So because our estrogen, our, our, um, our ovaries release estrogen or produce yeah. estrogen, right? So the less ovaries we're starting to have as we age gracefully, as we age gracefully, um, less estrogen. So we can end up with low estrogen, um, low estrogen levels. So it so our body can experience an imbalance of sex hormones, right? Nice. And then yeah. you go into missed periods where your, your, your menstrual cycles are irregular as well. So, but when you are at, um, at an age where your menstrual cycle is, is regular, so we're talking about regular, right? You've got your estrogen levels that are high two weeks before your, your menstrual cycle. Um, and then in between your menstrual cycle, where you have the thickening of the walls. So it's ready for the, um, egg to be implanted. So when the thickening of the wall starts, then your progesterone level is high right? Um, And then if the egg is implanted, then the progesterone level stays high, right? And then if it's not, then it drops and then we have our period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing we need to to also remember is that if when we are in that perimenopausal period and we're having missed menstrual cycles, our body isn't able to flush out toxins through our menstrual cycle. Right. Yeah. Right. So then, then our body actually sweats out toxins, hence the night sweats. Um, Okay. That explains. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. So in that sense, you know, if I'm working with a client and, and she is in that uh, perimenopause or, or postmenopause state, Mm. then we want to make sure that she is, um, getting enough physical exercise. Okay. Right. Right. There's, there's a difference between physical activity and Mm. physical exercise. Okay. Oh yeah. So during the, um, during the stage, you want to make sure that you are getting physical exercise, which allows you to sweat. So physical activity is going out for a walk, which is great. It's great for your body. It's great for your nervous system, get more oxygen flow into the body. But if you are trying to recover or be proactive or reduce, uh, signs and symptoms of, um, post-menopause or, or perimenopause, physical exercise is really important where you do sweat for at least 30 minutes because you have to, de- it allows your body to detoxify because your, your periods are, um, um, your menstrual cycle is irregular. 
Absolutely. That makes right? sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm. So meaning, you know, whether you hire a trainer or you get into the gym or you go for, even if you are walking, like speed walking, right? You want to raise your heart rate. Okay. Right. So that's um, important as well. If that's not an option to do regularly, because, you know, there are some women that are dealing with maybe like a physical in- um, injury or they're unable to, to, to get to the, to the gym or if something that they don't like to do, because some women don't like to do that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You can do restorative exercise. So it's more of the yoga and the stretching daily. So if that's your thing, that's, that's great. Um, uh, see if you can get yourself into like infrared sauna, like you are going into the sauna and just making sure that you are detoxifying. So sweating. So that right. will help some women decrease night sweats. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sweating is important. We know that yes. now. Okay. Yes, brilliant. our body, the sweating yeah. is 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 mm. very important. Um, and then you know, um, going into going back to when we were talking about bowel movement and how important it is. So making sure that you are you know adding lots of fiber in your diet um, as well. That is helping move the um, used up hormones. Um, out of, of the body and helping helping the liver as well. Um, but also having fiber in your diet will help to control your blood sugar levels. Okay. Okay. Um, it will help to keep you satiated. So it helps you keep full, um, helps you balance your blood sugar levels. So you're not having those cravings um, because if you're not having the cravings, then your, your energy level isn't dropping. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not adding more preservatives. So more toxins mm-hmm. in, into the body. So, you know, definitely focusing on nutrition and how you can support your body going through perimenopause to the one day of menopause and then postmenopause. And we just call that whole, like the, the three gets put into a box of, okay, menopause. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Whereas right? perimenopause can last years. Yes. Yes, mm. absolutely. Like it can, it can, it can last, last for gosh, like 10, 10 years, 12 years. Yes, right. So between is. like, it can start at the age of, um, like I said, like around 45 and then you won't get, you won't get into menopause till about 50, 55 or so and it's just that one day (laughs) it's that one day right so but definitely also thinking about you know how you are taking care of your body when it does come to fat cells okay okay so I want you know if you are somebody who is wanting to lose weight, you know, in, in a very, um, proactive way and you're not doing crash diets, you'll want to, you know, support your body through weight loss. This would be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in the prevention mode, like when you're in that perimenopausal state, because the amount of fat cells will also, um, um, uh, will also affect the amount of estrogen you have. Right. So in the workshop that I did, the hormone workshop, we we talked about, you know, the fat cells also being a gland and it releases estrogen levels um, as well. So if you do have, um, you know, certain areas where you do have extra adipose tissue, you will have um, a more surge of of estrogen levels. So um, I've worked with some women who have been in postmenopause that they're wanting to lose the weight or they're, they're finding that they're gaining weight as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So it does affect uh, the hormone levels affect how much weight you gain or lose. And this is very client specific, right? Mm-hmm. You have to look at other factors in life as, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but all of it starts to pay all of it starts to make sense. So with, with what we're talking about today, the core lesson here is to start listening to your body, start understanding that your hormones are working for you, not Mm. against you. Yeah. 
It's so true because um, so many women um, ha- had commented previously, um, you know, because I, I tried all the contraception pills and the injection. It was ugly for me. And the amount mm-hmm. of weight that I put on, especially with the injection, oh my goodness. And I knew afterwards it was linked to the excess estrogen. That mm-hmm. my, my body just is not, you know, it's not suited to it at all. So it really yes. makes sense that estrogen equals fat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, we, we want to say it in the most positive way possible here, right? Because there are some, some, um, um, some women that gain the weight because they are put on hormone therapy, right? So there, that can be a side effect, which can be very, um, difficult on, on the heart, very difficult on your blood pressure, your vital organs as, as well. So working very closely with that, um, is, is really important to, to help that, to help that particular client transition from perimenopause into postmenopause. Um, but when we were talking about, uh, adipose tissue, the fat cells, um, if we go into like stress management, that is huge. Like if you're, Biggest takeaway here is if you want to support your body through this transition, um, which normal transition in life is to really focus on the stress level in your life. Okay. And I'm talking about chronic stress, um, and, um, how much of cortisol and how much stress hormones that you have in your body, because that will signal your body to release more blood into like more, um, um, uh, glucose in, into the bloodstream. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and at that point you have a surge of, 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 uh, your blood sugar level goes up. Um, and if you're not actively using the, um, the energy from the blood sugar, it gets stored in your body as fat. And then Absolutely. hence yeah. having more of the fat cells, right. Increases mm-hmm. more estrogen levels, right? So mm-hmm. if you are a woman who's wanting to, um, you know, ha- lose weight and, and support your body, this would be a good time to start being proactive, you know, work with a trainer, make sure you have a nutritionist, make sure that you are not doing those crash diets because that will work against you. Yeah. How about intermittent fasting? It's an intermittent fasting can be, it can be a good, good way to manage your weight and manage your hormones. But the one thing with intermittent fasting is you have to remember when you have that window, when you choose that window of what to eat, it's so important of what nutrients you put into your body. Okay. So don't take that window and eat whatever it is that you want to eat. (laughs) A lot of people do. That's why why I was like, I want to say that. (laughs) I want to say that about intermittent fasting, right? You have to understand that whether you have that window, whatever your window is, whether it's from like 12 to, to four or one to, to, to six or seven, whatever it is that you set for you set that time for it's really important to understand when you have that window what nutrients are you feeding into your body are you getting enough protein are you getting enough fiber are you getting enough um, healthy fats in, into your body if not your body's going to actually stop losing the weight because it's gonna feel like it's not getting the nutrients it needs Right. Yeah. Right. So intermittent fasting, it it does support um, weight loss, but it's very specific to what you eat that will help to boost your metabolism. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Because I know people who will, they'll just have like a whole bag of of cookies and bag of chips and... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like you have the whole bag of cookies or you have the whole bag of chips. That's a lot of uh, like, you know, I don't even know how many grams of sugar that would be like, depending on what, how much you're eating uh, a lot. Yeah. Right. Right? Um, So like over 25 grams or so, but then, then looking at what time of day are you eating? What is your energy output? What is your energy input? So when intermittent, when we're talking about intermittent fasting, you also have to look at how active your day-to-day lifestyle is. Yeah. 
right? Mm -hmm. There's some days you're going to need maybe more carbohydrates. There's some days you're going to need less, but what is the quality of carbohydrates that also Mm -hmm. affects your hormones? Of course. Right. There's a lot of times I ask people and they're like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting and I was losing weight and now I'm not. Thing. Yeah. Is that because what, what kind of carbohydrates um, were they eating? Well, because they, when they have this window, it's like a free for all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So um, like they may be eating a lot more um, um, like pasta and, and yeah. rice because they know they're not going to eat for a long period of time, but then their activity level doesn't support the amount of carbs that they're eating for the energy output. Mm, Right. Um, or the body just, um, plateaus and it says, okay, you know what? I'm so used to this and what you're feeding me, I'm not getting the nutrients I need. So I'm not going to, to release the fat cells that I need to. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So really, really important. They'll say, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll have a chocolate bar and, and because it's in that window and I'll, my body will burn it off. I'm like, well, no, because your body is still going to get an increased level of um, um, stress hormones or you have to still support your blood sugar levels because you're not going to be eating for this period of time. So how are you going to sustain your, your hormone levels? Yeah. So let's talk about how to sustain our hormone levels and nutrition. Yes. Oh my God. I love this part. So (laughs) so when, when you're, when you're looking at um, supporting your body hormonally, um, the biggest thing I'm going to also mention here is your gut health. Yeah. Right. Like when I, when I address that, so uh, a balance of gut microbiome is so important. And when it's unbalanced, we call it dysbiosis. So again, you know, I'm going to mention, so, one thing that you can do that affects your nutritional uptake is stress because it allows, because it allows your body to either rest or digest or be in fight or flight. Okay. So that is huge. So stress actually does affect your nutrition levels because it, 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 um, it, it affects how, what the uptake of, of the nutrients that you're eating are. It'd be good for you to explain the difference between acute and chronic for those who don't know as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so with stress, acute stress, we want because it jumpstarts our immune system. It works our lymphatic system, right? It actually supports our body uh, in reducing in inflammation. So acute stress is like the way I explain it. It's, it's like a, a turning on a car. So when you turn a car on, whether you use a key or a button nowadays, right? Um, and it goes. So there's an instant spark of stress and then you go, right? Chronic stress is when you're cranking the car and it just won't go. And it's, it's like slow starting. And when even if it goes, it's like puttering along, <laughs> So that is chronic stress. So again, you have higher levels of inflammation in the body because there's higher levels of uh, stress hormones in the body. There's higher levels of um, blood, like blood sugar level, right? So everything is working yeah. against you. And, and guess, that really depletes your nutrients because your body, mm-hmm. what it tells your body is that any nutrient that this, this, like any nutrient my body's going to receive is going towards feeding the stress hormones because that is what's needed to keep this person going because this is what she's needing from us. This is what she, this is what's going to allow her to function in that fight or flight daily. So then what happens is other parts of like function, like the function of the brain, um, the function of the liver, um, even the function of cleansing our, our body, like our blood, our red blood, um, cells, all of that decreases, right? Inflammation increases. So um, a lot of, um, you'll see also decrease of vitamin B and vitamin C because all of those, as soon as it's deposited into the body, goes to um, support the stress hormones. Interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah. So but they're water soluble, so they can be easily, um, easily, um, like, uh, destroyed or used for, for, for stress hormones. So when we talk about supporting your body nutritionally, you want to get, um, uh, foods that have B vitamins. So foods that have, um, are green. So any dark colored 
um, um, greens, cruciferous as, as well. So if you're talking about broccoli, cauliflower, uh, we're talking about um, asparagus, we're talking about even um, like you've got your kales, you've anything that is dark colored right? That okay. is your B vitamins, your powerhouse, right? And of course okay. you've got your vitamin C and you've got your antioxidants. You want yeah. to support that because that will help support, um, the recovery from stress. Interesting. So for those who don't like to eat these greeny <laughs> leafy vegetables, <laughs> <laughs> if they juice it, would they still get the vitamins then? Yeah. Yes. Juicing but here's the it. thing with juicing. Okay. Okay. I, I tell my clients, do not throw away the pulp. <gasps> really? Drink the pulp. Break it down as much as you can yeah. and take in the pulp. There's so much fiber and nutrients in there oh, because when you, when you remove the, the pulp, um, it, it is a lot, like it almost becomes like a juice. So there's more carbs in there too, right? Oh, Naturally okay. forming carbs in, in plant-based foods. But if you're keeping the fiber in, it helps to keep you full longer, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes if you just have a green juice, like if you're getting green juice from, from um, a, a location, uh, you'll drink it and you'll feel maybe half an hour later, you're hungry again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but if, if, I mean, again, like to each their own, like some, some people absolutely don't like the fiber, but when you tell them, no, you, um, pulp, pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> when you tell them that, no, you want to keep that in there because that's a lot of fiber you're throwing away, mm-hmm. right. Then you can, then they're able to drink it and, and you get used to it. So yes, you can get that through green juices too. It does help also, you know, if you're having symptoms of bloating and cramping, because that can also be um, like a digestive stress. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. During um, a, a hormone imbalance or even stress when you're mm-hmm. in fight or flight because your body's not digesting the foods. Right. That's so um, at that point, it's using all this energy to, to, uh, to keep you going. So, um, if you're doing the green juices, it it is a good way to get nutrients in if you're not going to sit down. And I mean, realistically, who has time to sit down and have a bowl of broccoli? What's time to sit down nowadays to have a bowl of, of, of salad or greens? I mean, you have to make space for that. Yeah. Right. So green juicing is, is, is a positive thing, but you have to make sure that you don't overdo it with the green juicing, um, that you do add, um, um, some whole foods in there that you can actually chew because what happens if we're doing a lot of green juicing, our stomach gets used to, um, we're not asking for it to do what it's naturally supposed to do. Interesting. Oh, especially break down food. Break down. So the digest, all the digestive enzymes, they're like, well, you know what? If she doesn't need me to do this right now, I'm just going to start to decrease production because it's not needed. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden you eat maybe like a whole broccoli or you eat like a whole salad and you're like, oh, wow, I'm unable to, to digest that. Uh, so, you know, you're feeling the bloating, you're feeling the cramping, you'll get constipated because your body just can't break it down as much. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So to also remember if we're talking about green juicing and if you're wanting to support your hormones, if you're doing that, that's great. But to make sure that, you know, if you're going on a juice cleanse, I just want to say it, if you're going on a juice cleanse, making sure that if you're coming off a juice cleanse, um, that you are slowly integrating whole foods. Okay. Right. Okay. Not going like right in, not going right into it. Um, mm-hmm. in, in my book, actually, I have a, a, a list of green juices that are good to reduce cramping, support your hormones, um, as, as well. So, you know, there, there is a place for it. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So you mentioned caffeine as well before this call. Caffeine, <laughs> one of the, mm-hmm. what is it? The most world's most Stimulant, you know, the most More, probably most ex- accepted like, drug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I gotta say, I cannot start my day without coffee. I, you know, it's, it's so funny because sometimes people are like, oh, well, you, you practice nutrition. I'm like, yes, I do. Well, do you drink coffee? I'm like, oh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> o- organic, baby. 
That's right. Good quality, good yeah. quality, right? Because yeah. there can be a lot of pesticides. Oh, yeah. So that's that's exactly. the thing. Like, if you yeah. are going to have coffee, you know, I always say, because I'm a coffee drinker, I'm not going to go out there and tell anybody to stop drinking it. Okay, unless it is excessive. Again, very client specific. That's you know, it has to be like it's affecting them a lot for me to say you need to stop. They're not that good. Completely. Yeah. Highly aesthetic. Right. Um, Mm. So um, imbalance of stomach acids that can, that can happen as well. And they're just, you know, they're relying on is just coffee to get them going and the hydration, like water hydration is, is low. So there are some points where I'll say, okay, you need to let's cut it out completely and then we'll reintroduce it again. So there's, there's, there's space for that as well. But if you are going to take in coffee, just making sure that it is a good quality, right? So there is less, um, um, more like, like we call it xenoestrogen. So less toxins mm-hmm. in there as well, because they can, they can mimic sex hormones. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So same thing. If, um, if you are, if you do eat meat, making sure that it's good quality, you're getting it from a good butcher. If, if that is accessible to you, cause I understand mm-hmm. in some parts of the world, it's not. Yeah. right like that, that's just the honest truth like it's not so you do the best you can yeah there isn't i mean that's you know just mentioned on the side here is like all the things that we're talking about it is ideal yeah right absolutely. but you do what you can be compassionate yes. with yourself be compassionate mm. with your body do what you can yeah. um so the you know where are you getting your meat source from right even like some some people you know we also want to think about how was the meat taken care of before it came on your plate? Who knows? Who knows, mm-hmm. right? So if we talk about holistic nutrition, we bring a lot of that in, yeah. into it as, as well. Um, and, and if you are plant-based, um, uh, also making sure, you know, where's your food coming from, okay. right? I always say, I always recommend to eat seasonally as well it's better to eat seasonally than to look for something that is organic oh interesting yeah because you said that for those um fruit and veg which are obviously transported over from another country the nutritional value will be very low yes it will be it's like eating strawberries in the winter yeah exactly oh, God, you know so that's like the best example like yeah. it just it's going to be hard there's new it, you will know uh, you will see the taste it will taste like water right unless you took the initiative to freeze it over summer oh, and you're eating it till right. you know the end of the year totally fine if you want to do that i do that with blueberries i take all the blueberries i can and i yeah. and i stuff my freezer with it <laughs> over winter over summer and i'm just like this is it like because it's local so what a good idea yeah i love yeah strawberries blueberries because then you know and if you are do if you're out you can go to the supermarket to get it but i i try to to stuff in my like there's nothing else but blueberries and strawberries in my freezer after summer because oh, wow. uh, you want to get the antioxidants right you want to get yeah. the fiber from there as well you can put it into your smoothie yeah. as well so that is it's great to get some vitamin c right Absolutely. like we talked about the vitamin b and c yeah. so um yes really important sorry there's when it comes to hormones like there's so much i'm like losing my train of thought <laughs> well yeah no uh, well uh, i just feel like I we need like a part two <laughs> No, because and what I found fascinating was um, everything that you put in your smoothies. Wow, you do so much for your body. Your body is your temple. I thought our body is our temple, mm, right? Um, it, it. I mean, that's the thing. It does so much for us. Yeah. It is our temple. It is our home. And our body is our home. When we start to recognize that, um, it, it is, it is a whole chapter and a new chapter in your life, because like I said before, then you're working with your body, not against your body, right? Even if, if, if you are fatigued or, or if you're all of a sudden gaining weight or you're feeling like, um, you are unable to, your body's unable to balance your hormones, right? All, all of those are signs that your body is your temple. 
and and feeding it optimal nutrition is key whether you are a female entrepreneur or not you know it, it goes it, it goes for for all of us um so yeah what do i put in my smoothie gosh let me not get off track here well, I put maca in my smoothie, which is like a powdered root, which helps to naturally balance your hormones, right? And I talk about all of this in, in my private group um, as well when I do mini lives in there too. So um, what else do I put? I choose to only put two types of fruits, no more than two. Um, so bananas, like, I'm, I don't know, people are like, shouldn't, you shouldn't be eating bananas. I'm saying, you know, eat bananas, you need the potassium, like, come on, let's live our life. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Potassium. It's so yeah. You, you need that. You need, and it tastes good. Okay. Yeah. It's, it tastes yeah. good. So yeah. that's right. I mean, you know, like, yes, you hear so much about, I just had this in-depth conversation with somebody years ago about, you know, how bananas and not eating fruits. No, eat fruits, but eat your bananas, <laughs> eat your bananas, eat your fruits, but eat them seasonally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Unless you freeze them ahead of time. Bye. So I put two fruits. Banana is like a staple in, in my smoothie. Um, then it'll be other blueberries or, um, or raspberries or strawberries, depending on what I have left in, in the freezer. But usually my go-to is blueberries because I want to get my antioxidants. I want to get my fiber. I want to support my body through free radical stress. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So mm -hmm. very important to do that. Um, and then I either use, um, a, a certain type of nut milk. So sometimes I use cashews, sometimes I'll use almonds, sometimes I'll use oat milk, whatever is there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, I alternate between plant-based and whey protein. Right. So if you do do the whey protein, it's um, important to understand like, where is it coming from? What is it sweetened with? So it is sweetened with stevia, right? Um, so different, uh, different, um, um, two different protein smoothies I alternate from plant-based. I use a great one by Botanica, um, um, which has like quinoa, rice, pumpkin seeds, coconuts, um, cacao powder. It's really delicious actually. Um, but again, to each their own, right? Like you have a different, I say, tr try different ones out. So let's see, I've got two fruits, my nut milk, my maca. I've got my um, uh, flaxseed oil, flaxseed oil as well, um, so which is um, um, a healthy fat um, as well. So it helps to support hormones. And of course, it helps also with your bowel movement as well. Um, and then I put cinnamon, which lowers blood sugar levels. So I'll put like dash of cinnamon, uh, the maca. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I put that, like, you know, put that thing on everything. You know that, I don't know if you guys have that hot sauce commercial, like that just kept in mind. Have you seen that? Oh, there's this older lady um, on commercial and, she, and she's talking about hot sauce and she's like, you know, I put that beep on everything. Right. So, I do that with cinnamon. I'm like, I put that beep on everything. Um, so I'll put a dash of, of cinnamon in there. Um, yeah. And then a handful of spinach. Wow. Oh my God. How diverse. I would never, ever had even thought of that combination. Yeah. It's, it's great. Like, again, like in my book, I've got a whole bunch of like smoothie combinations. I've got green juice combinations. I've got detox, uh, juice combinations as well. So, you know, if we're talking about detoxing and helping your hormones flush, like used up hormones flush, um, and, and to, um, again, support uh, the transition in life, you want to think about foods that support your liver. So beets, you know, I have a great one on, on beets with, um, uh, with, um, oh gosh, it slips my mind right now. Dandelion roots. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah, dandelion huge, leaves. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like that is huge. That's a straight up liver cleanse as well. Cilantro, parsley, right. And you can throw a mango in there. If for, for those that don't like the full green, throw a mango in there too, or you can throw a pineapple in there if you don't have pineapple allergies, because pineapple has digestive enzymes that will help to break down food as well. Right. Pomelain. Yes, exactly. Yes. Pomelain. Okay. So you, it's very important to, to have fun. Yeah. I love that. Have fun with your food. <laughs> 
with your food. You know, so you know, let's not be so serious about it. Have fun with food, but yeah. make sure it makes sense for where you are in life. Right. I mean, when, when you are somebody who's going through, um, who are, who's in the perimenopausal years, don't do what works for your neighbor. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Find out what works for you because yeah. it's different. Your, each body is different. Mm. Each, um, um, our microbiome is different. Right. If you're so, if you're talking about how to support um, nutritionally, how to support your hormones nutritionally, looking at gut bacteria, looking at the ingredients that you are eating, and you are able to eat. Yeah. Right. Um, Also, um, you know, if if there is need for supplementation, so omega three fatty acids, they help to support. But they help to regulate um, the nervous system, help uh, with bowel movement, um, also help support your vital organs as well. Or you can have, or if you're somebody who eats fish, making sure the good source of fish, right? Yeah, um, so if you're doing that, you don't necessarily need the omega-3s unless you are somebody who is dealing with anxiety or depression. There's another diagnosis there, then you may need a little bit more. Depend- so very individual, okay. right? Um, mm-hmm. And again, making sure you're getting enough protein in your breakfast, mm-hmm. right? Because that will help to support your, your nervous system. It helps to support your um, um, your your thyroid, your your hormone production, all of that, because... We talked about that in the workshop where protein breaks down to amino acids. Amino acids feed your hormones to recover and build more hormones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's where it ties in. If you're looking at somebody who's living a a stressful lifestyle, like chronic stress, any nutrients, even protein going in when it breaks down to amino acids and is there to feed um, your hormones, it's actually going to just feed the stress hormones. Yeah. not the sex hormones. Ooh, okay. And that's, that's right? a vicious circle. Yeah. It's a vicious, it is a vicious circle. Mm. And I mean, that's the things like when we talk about all of this, it's like, there's so much that goes into yeah. understanding what's happening in our body, but we can break it down and simplify it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, that's yeah. another takeaway here is like to break it down. You know, we always hear that keep it simple. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're somebody who is, who is going through symptoms um, of hormonal change, mm-hmm. instead of adding things, look at what you can subtract out of your life. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, going and saying, well, I need to try this. And I need to try that. When we try so many different things, our body's like, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's, let's take away something. I would say, you know, start with looking at stress. Let's take away stress. stress. Yeah. Start with that first, Mm -hmm. right? Then look at, um, what you are eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then look at how you are sleeping. Okay. Yeah. Then look at your uh, physical activity, so your level of activity mm-hmm. as, as well. And then you can look into supplementation. So don't go straight to supplementation. Okay. That's what I would recommend. I mean, again, with each nutritionist, she, you know, we all have our own way of doing things, but that's the order I like to go. I love, yeah, I love that because you're starting off organically and then supplementation, a bit like medication, should be the last port of call. Mm. absolutely because if we can just take what's causing the stress what's causing your body to go into like this chaos mode and then supporting it nutritionally and then getting your sleep hygiene on track you're getting remember when we sleep we rest and recover yeah we do right so those are so important before you add supplementation there's a time and a place for supplementation but i don't like to like endorse the supplementation that would be like the last you know, addition if you need to, yeah. Yeah. Um, depending, right. like, again, very client specific, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but those are the things I would like, you know, look at um, mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so much. I mean, and, and when you talk about sleep hygiene, the first thing I thought was, oh no, how about when you've just had a baby? <laughs> <laughs> There's sleep no sleep hygiene, hygiene out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sleep hygiene until they're 18. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh you know, I God. mean, the one thing I would say is if you have just had a baby, sleep when your baby sleeps, please. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Please sleep okay. when your baby sleeps. Your body is going to need rest. It, it's going through hormonal changes. Um, you know, you, your body just created a baby, right? You went through labor. Okay. So your body is going to need recovery. Your nervous system is going to need recovery because it's gone through a lot. Like our body's gone through a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So making sure that you are supporting yourself, making sure you're getting enough hydration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Hydration, but sleep when your baby sleeps. Right. Uh, maybe have lighter meals before you go to bed so you can sleep better as well. But, you know, as a mom, we try to, we, we try to plan out our day. Like, okay, well, the baby, when the baby is sleeping, I'm going to do these 10 things. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Right. Again, that's adding to the stress and ask for help. Ask for help. Oh yeah. I love that. Ask yeah. for help so you can sleep. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Just ask. Yeah, ask for help. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then just focus on, you know, um, maintaining your blood sugar levels, focusing on making sure that you're working on your gut bacteria, right? Again, because your body has gone through a change, um, because that will transfer towards um like from the breast milk, right? So again, very specific, depending on the baby, depending on the baby's digestive tract, but it gets a lot of the bacteria from the mother right? So whatever you're eating is going to transfer from, from your milk, if you choose to breastfeed, um, to the baby, right? Yeah. So your eating patterns are going to be the baby's eating patterns, the taste buds. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. developing, right? But taking care of yourself, making sure you're getting hydration, making sure you're going out for walks, okay. getting fresh air, Okay. That is really important. I remember I used to make it a point to be outside for at least half an hour to an hour, depending on the day and the weather, yeah. just so I am moving okay. for my yeah. mental health Yeah, because of postpartum. Okay. That's mm -hmm. like a whole another topic, right? Because yeah. of, of, mm -hmm. of postpartum. So mm -hmm. getting out there, making sure that you're releasing endorphins into the body, that's going to help support your mental health. Um, another thing is social interaction, making sure you're not isolating yourself because a lot of moms do that. Mm -hmm. They feel like, you know, we're the only ones that can take care of our baby. and I only know what's best. Don't do that ask for help. Social isolation is, um, is, is a real thing when it comes mm -hmm. to motherhood and, and, um, post postpartum. Right. Yes, so yeah. it's the yeah. number one, um, cause for depression, social yes. isolation. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then nutritionally making sure that, you know, you are getting the vitamins and the nutrients you need, because you, if you choose to, again, breastfeed, you're also eating, you're eating for two. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So like looking at what your diet was. So what I get women to do is do like a, a, a seven day food journal. So it gives me idea of what they are eating mm -hmm. and then what I need to like tweak and what I need to, to add. So a lot of times we, we, we do a fast, fast meals on the go, like we eat quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause in motherhood, like we become experts at how fast we can like eat yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> So a we lot do. of times, yeah. yeah. So a lot of times, we don't get to chew slowly. Yeah. By chewing, yeah. by slowing down, um, oh, how fast yeah. we chew. Like by slowing down, we're actually breaking nutrients. We're breaking the food down. We're adding um, um, enzymes uh, through our salivary glands to break the food down before it goes into the di digestive stream. So the stomach has to work um, not as hard. Yeah. Right. Okay. So making sure like if you're a new mom, again, all of this is all part of hormone balance. It is. Isn't oh, that wow. crazy? Like when I, when I was first learning about this, I'm like, oh my gosh. Because sometimes you can be eating all the right things. Okay. You do, you're physically active. You're eating all the right things. You're doing a lot of resting. You're taking care of yourself and you're thinking, why is this still not working? Because there's all of this behind the scene right? Sometimes just eating slowly and breaking the foods down 
and having your body in rest and digest, right? It's like your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system working, working with you, right? So you want to bring down your sympathetic nervous system. You want to bring up your parasympathetic so it can rest and digest. Our body uptakes those nutrients. So it's not sitting in, in, in your system and fermenting. Wow. Yeah. It's mental. Right? Yeah, it is mental. It is mental. Yeah. Mm. And then when you were talking about other ways you can support your um, um, hormones and, and your nervous system, you know, looking at fermented foods, like so kimchi, kombucha, mm. right? Um, like again, good quality probiotics um, as well, miso paste, like mm. all, all of that goes into, and I went into that uh, more in my, in my um, workshop. Mm. Yeah. Wow. There's so much. So for those who are interested to find out more, let us, well, let, let them know where to join you, your Facebook group, your book. <laughs> yeah. All, all the information is there. And, you know, like, again, hormones can be a big topic. Mm. You know, like, I feel like today we just like touched up. I kind of feel like we were all over the place, but I was like trying to stay, <laughs> trying to stay on track, but it's, it's really like, you know, it's challenging to do that, but, um, there's, there is information out there, you know, um, in my private group, I, 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 now what I'm starting to do is cause I'm getting a lot of women that are joining the private group now that are in their mid forties to forties. And of course, like me, you know, going into my mid forties in the, in, in, in the next uh, couple of weeks, it's like, that is really like, you know, I'm in that stage right? So I'm in that perimenopausal, I'm getting to that perimenopausal stage. So I'm like, if I'm doing this to support myself, I need to give back. So what do we talk about here? Right. So I'll be doing a lot more hormone workshops. I'll be doing a lot more on PMS symptoms and cravings. So it's, it's all coming, but it's definitely like in my book, I do talk about mental health, uh, balancing the nervous system, um, and really understanding how to build a healthy relationship with your body. Okay, that's beautiful. And so I can add all the links um, in this description so that... Um, that would be wonderful for everybody, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, you can get in touch with Ashika. Go join her group. It's a fantastic group where so many women support each other. Do you have any men on there? I do not. Oh. I do not. <laughs> interesting enough if I do... Um, on, on my other social media platforms, I do like once in a while, I'll, I'll get men that will comment and say, you know, this is so great. Like, I'm going to tell my wife to follow you. Like it's, 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 I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Right. I mean, there's like some comments you're like delete. And then there's some comments, (laughs) (laughs) but there's some, there's some that are like, like, wow, that's, that's wonderful. Because I mean, you know what, if you feel great and you feel like you're on top of the world as a woman right? You feel healthy, confident, balanced in your body. Your personal relationships are going to benefit from that too, Ah, right? Because if your body is in balance, you know, also like, I think we forgot to mention this too, but it really affects your libido. Yeah, absolutely. Hormones are not balanced. We don't feel sexually active or attractive. Like we just don't feel good. No, you're like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so you know what like it affects like, yeah. it, it helps your sexual health too you know and yeah, and yeah. and of course like your vaginal health but I was like there's so much I'm like oh my god we forgot so much uh, but part two yeah part two <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. but yeah, but, like, yeah. I'm, I'm and I'm having a lot more fun with it as well you know like my my goal is to to make this easy for women to understand so we can start to incorporate practical practices, like tools that that we can use to start feeling good. Like it doesn't have to, we don't have to go read a, an essay to understand our body. It's all there, right? I want to break it down. That's why in my book, it just, it just breaks down the simple steps that you can start with. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, everyone, you know, if, again, if you have any questions about it today, we've covered a lot and, um, you know, hormones, there's so much more to it as well, but please do get in touch with myself, um, and Ashika, who will be very happy to answer any questions. I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you so much Sorry. for today, Ashika. You've been an absolute legend again, just <laughs> so many wake up calls, uh, 
you know, and so many learning points, which I know that a lot of my listeners will benefit from and it'll help to support people along their own journeys, you know, because a lot of my listeners are survivors of trauma abuse, which like you said, is linked to stress Mm -hmm. and cortisol. So I feel like, you know, if we can start internally, then, you know, eventually it will show externally as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank Thank you so much for, for having me here. And I mean, it's been such a pleasure recording with you and, and, and helping women better understand their body. And like I said, building a relationship with themselves, right? So being compassionate with yourself and your body, trusting your, your intuitive self and, and what your body needs, learning to listen to your body. So very thankful. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so that's all we have time for today, my listeners. And, uh, you know, please do um, stay in touch. And I look forward to serving you again on the next episode. Until then, stay blessed, stay empowered and keep shining your light. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Victim to Victor. Subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. And be sure to follow the podcast on socials to keep updated on what's next and share Victim to Victor with family and friends to help grow the community and spread the positive healing energy.